there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good to have you on board. We're live in Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino in this hour. Plenty of uh, more NFL talk. We'll get to like seven or eight more games on the Sunday card coming up. And our friend Adam Chernoff, great on the NFL, joins us in 30 minutes. Uh, I'm going to call this a big boy on Sunday. Kansas City plays at Jacksonville. The champs 0-1. Jacksonville, a lot of hype. That was a little dicey against the Colts late on the road in week one, but they got the job done mm-hmm. on the road. This team, the Chiefs, superb. They are 47-30, and 30, 61% ATS in road and neutral games since 2014. Now, how do teams do that play that Thursday night opener going back? I'm glad you asked, Paulie, because uh, opponents, right? Jacksonville would be the opponent here. Well, they're 14 and 22 straight up, but 21, 14 and 1 ATS in week two since 2005. So that qualifies for Jacksonville and Seattle in this game. The question marks here in terms of uh, overall health Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, uh, Legereus Need, all limited. I think they're all going to play in this game. And uh, on offense, I'd be much more concerned about two offensive linemen for uh, Jacksonville being limited yep. yesterday. But that is highlighted by Brandon Sheriff. Yep, you could be down two uh, two linemen. That's a big one, no doubt about it. So uh, I've been watching football 40 years. How many times can you say a wide receiver cost a team a game? Well, that happened in the opener with Tony and what he did. Um, I did like that Mahomes hit 11 different guys, though, and spread it around. But as we, if we go back to the playoff win... Jacksonville had no answer for Kelsey. It was He's not even running a route. He's just jogging off the line and turning around. And he's wide open, and Mahomes is feeding him. And then Henny comes in for a little bit and saves the day as well. Um, the mistake I made the other day was the person who did this, his database went back to 2001. But the last time the defending champ started 0-2 was 1999 with the Broncos after Elway retired. So this is in play here. 
and you see Kansas City taking money. So they got the win in the cover, but they struggled, and they had issues blocking and protecting Lawrence in the fourth down issues as well. Uh, can they protect Lawrence in this one? You figure Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs bounce back. You get Jones back as well. Could spell doom with the offensive line issues. But they've owned Jacksonville. They beat them seven in a row. But they have been great in this spot. Jacksonville five times last year. Five times won as home dogs. Best in the Super Bowl era. So you have a lot going on here. And I, and you maybe expect an, an aerial circus as well. And a lot of points. I don't know, but this is this is an intriguing game here. And uh, certainly could we see. This could be wild, right? If the champs start 0-2. Yeah, um, the weather in Jacksonville early, mid-September here, coming up on Sunday, 94% humidity for the game, which is always fun to play in. A high of 88. Now, there is a 60% chance of showers on Sunday. It looks like we might catch a break. Um, It could be before the game, and then it looks like partly sunny during the game and maybe rain in the back end of the game. But it picks up maybe a little bit after this game. That's the forecast as of right now. You're right. Uh, my biggest concern, absolutely, with Jacksonville would be the offensive line. That's without the injuries. That's right. Then you put, throw a couple of injuries on top of that already. Yep. Mm, man. And I want the Lawrence who closed the season, not the guy who struggled at the beginning and had turnover issues. Uh, remember, if that's a, that's a good point. Because remember, how bad was Lawrence in the rain in Philly last year? Yeah, right. Couldn't hang on to they the got, ball. They got it to a big lead. Nothing. Yeah, blew it. It was 14-0, and yep. then right away, boom, gave, right. It, gave it up. I was impressed with Kansas City's defense against Detroit, even without Jones. And Spags knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, so was I. They did an excellent job. I mean, Detroit didn't do much in that game. I know you had the, the Marvin fumble, but uh, I thought Kansas City did an excellent job defensively in that game. Now, here's the thing again. You said earlier, multiple six-figure bets on the Eagles at uh, six last night, mm-hmm. right? Like, what are you doing? Or no, uh, it was... Uh, Taking the six. Taking the six. Taking, yeah, taking the, the six. six. You, you right. could, yeah, you did it earlier in the week. You were no, no problem. Horrible landing spot for the books, by the way. They got sighted. Yeah. In this game, it was two and a half early on. Yeah. Now it's three and a half. Mm-hmm. Past that key number. So, um, like, I don't... The Chiefs, not particularly one of the teams that I'm looking at to play in the contest this week. But if it was two and a half, that would be a game changer. Uh, Colts at the Texans. Teams playing a second straight divisional game in week two are 34-16-1 straight up and ATS. That's 68% since 2003. That would be the Indianapolis Colts. Now, a couple of notes uh, in terms of health in this game. Quentin Nelson, guard, Colts, did not participate in practice yesterday. On the flip side, both safeties did not participate for Houston yesterday. Laramie Tunsil was limited on the offensive line. You got to like this from the offensive coordinator, though, recognizing the talent of uh, Damian Pierce. He said, quote, I wanted to stick with the run longer. Pierce should uh, touch the ball more than we did. That's definitely something we want to do. That's our starting identity. We're here to run the ball. End of quote from the Texans OC. I, I was impressed with Richardson. Last week. So was I. He threw for 223. He had a touchdown. He had 40 yards rushing. He didn't have a running game and running back. You know, what's going on with Moss and Taylor. They also almost won that game, and they were 2 of 12 on third down and 1 of 5 of fourth down. So I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'll trust Steichen here. And again, Stroud didn't kill you last week, but they didn't do anything against the Ravens. I mean, they couldn't move the ball. He didn't make the big mistake, though. 
Uh, Mechie's going to play, so you'll have him. That's a great story. But between the offensive line issues with Houston, they were 31st, uh, they were 30th defensively last year and couldn't stop the run. I think we'll see a nice package here. And I would just let design plays for Richardson, let him take off and scramble and do some stuff and, uh, and, and maybe make some plays through the air. I don't want the Texans. I, I'd be, I think Indy wins this game. Yeah, neither do I. Why did you say that about Steichen? What do you mean? You about, said, you said oh, I can't believe I'm saying plan? this, yeah. but I trust him. Well, I don't think he I don't think he was much of a coach, and I I just can't get over the fact that this guy mm. has become a head coach with you know this time here at UNLV and I, I would give Sirianni credit for what happened last year. But I think I think Staking put together a good game plan, and I also agree that he should be a weapon inside the ten yard line yeah. and use him. I'll let it breathe more because of the and again the reason why I think they hired him is because they wanted to draft well, they did land on Anthony Richardson and the similarities are there to Jalen Hurts, and I think he'll be able to make it work with this rookie quarterback. Yeah. Uh, in his first season anyway. I, I, you know, I'll give both guys a chance here. I mean, I think Ryan's was a good hire overall. He's going to need some time. And Steichen, you know, we shall see how it goes. But look at that, 85% of the handle on the Texans so far in this game. Now, this moved. I bet the Colts' money line minus 118 the other day. Uh, that's no longer the well, case. Right. They're, they're the dog now in this well, that, game. Yeah, that's the other thing. They were so bad offensively last year, Houston. They were 31st in offense, and now you got the OC talking about, I, I should have done this, and I didn't stick with the run, and I did so... That's where I'll go back to I'll, – I'll go with Steichen, and Ryan's is more a defensive guy. I mean, that is his background, but I just think he doesn't have much to work with. They were so bad, and and I haven't seen any indication that they can turn this around or they could even stop the run because it, it was bad in the preseason. That Miami game, they were getting gashed left and right. Yep, some money on the Rams. That number was sitting at 8. It's down to uh, 7.5 at most spots. Um, is there a 7 out there in this game? Yeah, there's a 7 minus 120 on the board as well. So – at practice this week, after the impressive debut by uh, rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua, he did not participate yesterday, the oblique. Wouldn't that this? be something? I know. Everyone picked him up in fantasy. And oh, now he I'm might one not of them, play. yeah. Right? You, yeah, little Puka? Okay. So it's a 2-2 Atwell game, as Chernoff would say. They beat him eight in a row by the regular season Niners. And oh, it's been total ownage. Yeah, excellent observation that this is going to be a road game. It's going to be 49er Nation taken. If it can happen in an NFC championship game where it's all 49er fans, what do you think is going to happen Sunday? So people just, ex- I don't get this. Well, Purdy's going to fall off. Well, he's going to, it hasn't happened. He's 6-0. and Every game he's had at least two touchdowns and a passer rating of 95. You know, and I, and I love the Trent Williams stuff. I, I was I'm rooting for the Steelers to get a first down. I was tired. This team is nasty. You saw the talent. I don't downgrade the Steelers. I just think it's an upgrade, and the 49ers are that good, what happened in the, in the ass-kicking last week. So Rams feeling good about themselves. A lot of people thought they'd be horrible, myself included, but it was also a lot of bad of Seattle. So I, I, Shanahan has owned McVay. Mm-hmm. Total domination. Why would it stop Sunday? Okay, and by the way, good news at practice this week for the Niners as well. Trent Williams was full. George Kittle was full. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw was limited. Um so I'm sure that he is trending towards playing right now as well. And on top of that, the guy that I was talking about before the break, it's Matthew Stafford. He is 2-14 and 14 straight up and 4-11-1 ATS. That's 27% as an underdog of more than 7 points. The average line was plus 10.7. Can't cover those big numbers. And in this game, mismatch on paper. Mismatch with the history. Yep. It's seven straight covers, by the way. Now, that's impressive. I, I love how they, going back, even when the Rams were good, the Niners would just line up, punch him in the mouth, and run it down their throats. Yep. And there's nothing the Rams would do about it. 
You go back to that Monday night game. They didn't have a, I think they had like a 10-minute drive to start and just run, 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 run. So with all these weapons and McCaffrey and Debo and I, oh, Ayuk has a buck 30, right? Sure. Oh, McCaffrey goes for 150. Oh, here comes Kittle, right? And I, and I have a, a, a very good story and a great quarterback with Purdy. So I like Purdy more than Garoppolo. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I was betting uh, 49ers on teasers earlier in the week. That Sounds was when good. they were eight. I bet them down to two. You can get a better number right now on teasers. I still like the. Uh, I'm going to try to, if I can find prices again, around, uh, I might add some more on that team. Got to find a second leg that I like this week. Stafford to throw an interception? Give me that prop. What am I, I don't know what huh. I'm laying, but that's, I, I would think it could be a turnover fest. How about Mike Palm yesterday? On the air. Flat out said he hates my, the first teaser I bet. Niners down to two, Steelers up to eight and a half. I like it a lot. He's very high on Cleveland. No. I think he's overlooking how bad Deshaun Watson was in that game. Incur. He didn't really do anything. Um, up next, teams have been shut out 55 times in the NFL since 2012, like the Giants were on Sunday night. Do they bounce back against the spread the following week? We'll tell you next here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Looking to be a better, better? Of course you are, and tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. Juice Reel in the App Store. Juice Reel, not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. It connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an edge backed by a billion dollars in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this great sports betting tool. Juice Reel, R-E-E-L, absolutely free. Download it now. Good luck. All right, some numbers here on the Giants-Cardinals game this Sunday in Arizona. Teams that get shut out in a game have been good bounce-back teams in the next outing. Now, straight up, not great. 22-33 and straight up. 
but they're 33-20-2 ATS, 62%. Giants, in order to cover this game, obviously have to win their favorite. And I would say, like, how many teams that were a playoff team the year before get shut out, especially in week one? Probably not very many. And how many teams then come back and play what is figured to be the worst team in the NFL. Right. Probably doesn't happen like that very often, hence a four-and-a-half-point favorite here on the Giants. And also teams that lose by 35 points or more at home or neutral, bouncing back the last 22 tries, 18-4 and four ATS. Again, these numbers are available at vcin.com. I will ask you this. I want to play Giants and Survivor. I'm getting a little bit of uh, what is known as cold feet because of the injuries here. If Andrew Thomas doesn't go, Darren Waller doesn't go. They were both limited. Waller says he's good. He's fine. Yeah. Wendell Robinson limited. Right. Sterling Shepard did not participate in practice. If like if Thomas misses yeah. the offensive line, would that be enough to scare you off Giants no. and Survivor? I've already put the Giants in. Giants are already locked and loaded in Survivor. Using them. Bet them. Lane four. Can't believe the spread. Oh, you didn't, you didn't wait until like tomorrow to put it in? I in got case. it. I got it in. Oh, Daniel Jones, sick. I put it in. I was told to put it in. I put it in. Okay. Barkley? Uh, family issues? I could drop dead tomorrow. I, I don't know. What if I die? At least then, I got the picking. Well, then who's right? going to make the pick after you? <laughs> Nobody. So your contest <laughs> is done anyway. The Okay, so they go to San Francisco Thursday. He won coach of the year. I think he's a good coach. We also see what's going on in Buffalo. I think Dable's a good coach. Oh, he is they, definitely a good they coach. Can't, they got, they got to have this. You can't be 0-3 because it's not going to go well when you go to San Francisco next week. And it was a mess. It was an embarrassment on national TV. And like Chris Russo said, guys, did you practice? I mean, what were you doing all summer? The pick six, the field, the blocked field goal returned for a touchdown. Sacked seven times. Two interceptions for Danny Dimes. 26 nothing at halftime. You know, I was impressed with how Arizona hugging there defensively. They had six sacks. Yes, so was I. It could be an under here. Uh, but Dobbs won't do anything. And... Again, they were handed points by Howell. There's still a difference here. And I, I thought the contract was asinine. But there's a big difference here between Howell and Danny Dimes. And I think, you know, you can get Barkley going. Waller says he's good to go. Okay, I'll believe him there. But I think you get a huge effort again out of the Giants. Late it. Have him in Survivor. And I just think this is an all-time bad, horrific outfit with this Arizona organization where they don't want to win. They're throwing Dobbs in there. And I think the Giants get it done. And there's no home field advantage to speak of either. Are you, How do you get excited hey, if you're a card? You, yeah. You're thinking of, you're, you're two, you're thinking two, three years down the road. You're thinking Caleb Williams and maybe Harrison next year, and focusing your attention on next year's draft. And you want to, you don't want to win games if you're a fan of this this team. So, Big Blue gets it done. Are you positive Daniel Jones is much better than Sam Howell? Would you have said that a year ago? Right now he is. I'm not positive. I can't, I can't agree with he that. He had a statement. very good year last year. He was, he was fine last year. Yeah, well, yeah, how was going to take time, and, but again, and you, know, you have the enemy to work that's with, a, too. That's a comment yeah. you would not have made going back one year ago. There's no way you would have made that comment a year ago. Perhaps. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, perhaps. I just, yeah. it, was, I mean, one, it was a bad start for Sam Howell to begin his career yeah. as a starting quarterback. Maybe he's good. I don't know. But I, uh, Danny certainly had an excellent year last year, and... It was certainly uncharacteristic of what happened with the, the silly turnovers, and it was just a mess. It was a horrible performance, and everything was broken. The offensive line, and once they fell behind, Dallas just pinned their ears back and unleashed hell, and there's nothing they could do about it. But, I mean, to lose a game like that is just unacceptable, and it can't happen. Jets at the Cowboys. Uh, players here dinged up this week at practice. All limited for the Jets. Dwayne Brown on the O-line. Mekhi Becton on the O-line. 
Brees Hall running back who was so explosive in their Monday night win. For the Cowboys, Brandon Cooks, DNP. Hey. Tyler Smith on the O-line, DNP. Zach Martin, limited. Cowboys lay 9.5 this morning at DraftKings. I'm tempted by this number. Mm. I'm tempted by the number, but the Jonathan Von Tobel model says bet the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, missed the total, right? Big move on the total, 42.5 oh, down yeah. to 38.5. Yep. We'll see uh, how Zach Wilson does in this one. Uh, they were Both teams were excellent defensively and wreaked havoc. They combined for 57 pressures, 21 QB hits. But what do you make of this McCarthy, Schottenheimer? Because all the talk was, ooh, look at our speed. And we and Cooks is banged up. But look what we're going to do down the field. And then now Schottenheimer is kind of saying, I want it quick, get rid of it fast, no mistakes, no turnovers, and let's rely on Pollard. Because it was a, a big dose of Pollard. Yeah. Great job on the ground. And then get quick. And they didn't ask Dak to do anything in that game. See, I loved it because I have uh, Tony Pollard tickets, I mean, just oozing out of my wallet this year for Offensive Player of the Year and others. And he nearly had three touchdowns the other night. He had five carries inside the 10-yard line. Right, I loved right. seeing that. Now, um, this is not – this is this particular game has disaster written all over it if they put it in the hands of Dak Prescott. Going against this defense where the Jets have players at every single level and they picked off – I mean, Josh Allen, very turnover-prone. And Jets took advantage of that. Well, who is as turnover-prone as Josh Allen? Dak Prescott has been, certainly last year. Yep. So uh, I think the game plan here needs to be to concentrate on not having Dak win this game for you. But also, I just I have nightmares for Zach Wilson, and that has nightmares written all over it. With that offensive line going right. against this front and yep. what they were able to do to Daniel Jones last week, what did you said? Fifty-seven overall. Didn't the Cowboys have thirty-seven pressures last week? I guess yeah. They were living in all the backfield. All over them. Yep. They had seven sacks and. Yeah, with the offensive line issues, no doubt. That, that this could be. I mean, you want to use Dallas and Survivor, too. Everyone, you know, you, you, Thanksgiving's its own week. But Detroit's at home to Green Bay, and San, San Francisco goes to Seattle. But it, they are, this is why I love what Dan Quinn has done. Who's number one in takeaways the last two years? Bingo. And you got Zach. That interception was so bad. When he came in there, he yeah. doesn't even look, doesn't even see Milano, which I don't know how that's possible. So all this talk you hear and Rogers is going to help him out. He's going to learn under Rogers and it's turned out to be a bunch. So this is a huge start for Wilson, because if you're the Jets organization and you come out there and the defense is on fire and they play great and you lose like a 13 to three game or a 17 to three and he turns it over again, it's just like, OK, well, you got to keep an eye on what's going on in Tennessee and Minnesota and all the veterans that are out there. Because you, you're certainly built to win right now. Right. Okay. So this is where the point spread comes into play. And it's known yeah, as right, the great right. equalizer, right? And I think that there is something to a team in the short term, even like elevating their play once something happens like he did to Rodgers on Monday night. They're like, oh my God, the offseason, we got this guy. The hard knocks angle again. Uh, the rapport that Garrett Wilson had with him. They just, again, I go back to the defensive coordinator breaking down the film on hard knocks. He's got this smile mm -hmm. from ear to ear saying, look at this throw. He might be the only person on the planet who can make that throw. And he looked at his defense and he said, we're going to be, we don't play him. He's our quarterback. We're going to be in so many games this year. They lose him for, they might, every player needs to know for, this can work for like a week, maybe two, maybe three, but specifically the next week where it's like, okay, guys, we no longer have Rodgers. We need to go out there and be even better than what we're capable of being. And that can be a thing for the whole year. No, but for 
a temporary status, like one game the next week, six days later, it can work. And that's why this number is, um, it's a massive number. It's a huge number. And again, like I said, I'd li- love to take the Jets, but again, the guy that I'm in the contest with, his numbers say Cowboys. Well, you have to go back. I know you go back to the Clapper and that long time. It has been a horrible, horrible uh no home field advantage and horrible covering big spreads. Yeah, at home. true. So I don't know with the pomp and circumstance or whatever it is. The, you know, sports has become uh, rich and connected. You know, uh, spectacle with the rich and connected and what it's like and, and the prices to get in there. But it's certainly uh, not a bit of home field advantage. ATS as well. Uh, when should we jump in and bet the Cowboys to win the division? I like what you said earlier. Let it breathe for a minute, because the early season schedule for the Eagles is manageable. To the point of where they can be, what do we say, 6-1? and one? Tampa, Washington, Rams, Jets, Washington. I think yeah. Miami in there, too. I, I can't oh, remember. yeah, Miami's in there at some point, right. too. But it's, it's, that's at home. But it, it could be 7-1 and one or 8-0. Oh. Yeah. And then it's Oakland. Okay. Oh, it's then completely it's backloaded. I can't believe It's Dallas, Kansas City, Bill, San Francisco, Dallas, right in a row. Okay, so right before the Dallas game, then. Or maybe right before the Miami game to come in and uh, fire on the Cowboys and win the division. Yeah. Yep. I'll give you this, uh, the primetime game, Sunday night. Dolphins at the Patriots. Again, great numbers on vcin.com. Uh, Miami has played seven straight unders in primetime. And Miami's actually won their last five ATS against the Patriots. Who was 4-0 against Belichick? Yeah. How about that? Yep. Surprise, surprise. He hasn't lit it on fire, but he's getting he's getting it done. So you get Armstead back, and well, this, was, this is a tough one here. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I'd look at No the, opinion. I, Kind of like the plus three. Okay. Adam Chernoff joins the program coming up next. NFL handicapper, friend of the show. We'll go rapid fire with him here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on Visa. No one knows football like VEASAN. Now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro games every week. Picks page recapping all the best bets from every guest and host throughout the day. That is huge. It's enormous. And it's one convenient place. And Chernoff's coming up. And go to the leaderboard to see who has the hot hand as well. Betting splits page updated with DraftKings betting data every five minutes. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Join the team and become part of the sports betting network. Here we go. Half an hour with uh, our buddy, Adam Chernoff. Dynamite on the NFL. Five and one on the air on this show last week. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. You can also get the Right Angle Sports app too, where he writes up a lot of uh, free content there. Good morning, Adam. I, I want to begin with this. You're a lifelong Jets fan. Rodgers goes down Monday night. Um, you watch Kirk Cousins play last night. There's a lot that narrative is building here. If you're the Jets, go out and Kirk, uh, get Kirk Cousins. Do what you got to do. Are you on board with that idea? 100% on board. I'd take Cousins. I would take Tannehill. And I would take both of those guys over this long list of guys I'm seeing posted elsewhere that have been on the shelf for 6, 12, 18 months without a team or standard playing time. So in the Cousins stuff specifically, I think you have to do it because if if there's conversation right now about Zach Wilson, who nobody rates anywhere relative to a starting quarterback in the NFL, but if there's talk about him taking this team to still the playoffs because of how good the rest of the roster is, what Kirk Cousins is absolutely going to elevate that team for sure. And I think back to 2011 
Mark Sanchez threw for 3,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 13 picks. They got to the AFC Championship because they had a really, really good defense. And so if you put someone like Cousins under center on this team after what we saw Monday night, if that's a glimpse of how the rest of the roster is going to play, absolutely, you got to do it. You're going to get much more than Wilson. Okay, what are you willing to give up then? Well, I said a, a one from 2025. You guys think that's too high? That's, that's a bit high. Well, then you're moving on from Rodgers if you do that. The question is, what are we going to get from Rodgers if he comes back? So it's probably 12 months minimum. Mm-hmm. He's going to be 40 for pushing 41 off the Achilles. There's not much history that shows that. And Paulie pre-show, you were mentioning Testaverde and Marino. Testaverde was 35. Marino was 32. Is Rogers going to be anywhere close to 100% when he comes back? Is it like what we don't know necessarily what we were going to get from him this year? The question was after his down year last year from most people is maybe this kind of becoming the beginning of the end for what we've seen from Rogers. And my counter was he's two years removed from an MVP, but I just there's no real precedent for what's he's going through coming back at 40, going on 41 from an Achilles. Yeah. Okay. So let's concentrate on the other team that played last night. Eagles are 2-0, uh, scoring 34 points last night. You know, I think the Patriots might also be somewhat good this year. They were yep. outgained in that game by 150 yards, though. I thought the Eagles so far, I mean, look, they're a very talented team. They're, nobody's going to, you know, debate that. But I think they've been gifted two games so far. The turnovers last night were like high school turnovers by the Vikings. Any concerns from you uh, when you look at the Eagles? The Eagles are not the team that we saw in the Super Bowl, specifically on defense, Mitch. There's key guys going down. They lost N'Kobe Dean, who was the defensive leader, communicator uh, in the game last week. Last night, they lose Avante Maddox. That's along with Blankenship. They're also without Bradbury. There's a ton of injuries within the secondary that lost guys as well. And what I'm curious to see about the Eagles is now two games in a row, both the Vikings and the Patriots have had no issues moving the ball through the air on this secondary. And they've got really lucky, like you mentioned. There are multiple turnovers inside the red zone from both of these teams. This defense also forced turnovers back on very, very short fields to set up the offense. And so as we move forward with all of these injuries and what is going to be a defense that inevitably was going to regress because of how much schedule luck they got a season ago, I think that's problematic, but something else to think about. This front seven has looked really, really good, but they played a Patriots team that was without both their starting left guard and right guard. And then last night, they played a Vikings offensive line that was without their center, and by halftime was on to their third string left tackle. Mm -hmm. So this front seven's looked good, guys, but they've got a lot of help from opposing offensive lines. I think this Eagles team, specifically on defense, going to move backwards within the rankings after what we saw them do a season ago. And we're seeing signs of that so far, but we're really going to see it show through the next few weeks. Very good. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest on every Friday. Go rapid fire with the NFL. You are a member of the Atlanta Falcons fan club. Win total yes, over. Sir. Art Smith, coach of the year. They beat the uh, Carolina in week one. Ritter throws for 115 yards. What do you think Green Bay coming to town? That was the most lackluster 115-yard performance, but also one of the most confident 115-yard passing performances I've ever seen. There was a crazy stat that came out uh, once the game was finished. Desmond Ritter's average throw was eight and a half yards behind the first down sticks within that game. So when you think about how short that was throwing, at one time Ritter was four for four 
for zero yards total and a passing touchdown. So it was like it was as conservative as you could possibly get from a passing <laughs> game plan. Falcons still won the game. And so all preseason, when we're talking about the Falcons and in the summer, it was all about how Atlanta doesn't need this incredible level of performance from their quarterback. If they just get a quarterback that plays right around the 18th to 20th mark in the league by the time the season is done, they're going to win games because of how weak the opposing competition they play is, as well as how much their defense has improved and stepped up. And so that's exactly what we saw in week one. And the Packers are one of the four games in the first 12 weeks of the season for the Falcons that could have been labeled as difficult because they have Jordan Love, who, while he is a first-time starter coming into a season, he has experience. So much of this other schedule the first three months is rookies and just messy situations. But they kind of catch a break this week because the Packers could very well be without Aaron Jones. Now, he said he could have gone back into the game, but he hasn't practiced all week. So that was the entire offense for Green Bay Mm -hmm. against the Chicago Bears. Christian Watson, wide receiver number one, Still hasn't practiced. He talked down IR in his press conference, so I I think he's not going to go on IR, but there's real doubts that he plays. And now there's other injuries stacking up for the Packers, too. And so I thought Green Bay got really fortunate by that box score a week ago against Chicago. Been a ton of money on Atlanta the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Justifiably so. I I think Atlanta's uh, in a really good spot to potentially start the season 2-0 here. What do you think of Bijan's receiving yards prop? I brought this up earlier. It's 17 and a half. I, think, I mean, he had six targets last, last week, only 27 yards, but he's going to get that many targets, I think, on a weekly basis. Uh, let's see. What gives me a little pause there, he had six targets, but Drake London had zero. Yeah. And so when you have a game where you have a, a running back like that get a lot of targets where the Falcons were competitive, usually running backs, you get a bulk of their targets when they're trailing. And so I don't know if Arthur Smith sort of schemes up Robinson receiving opportunities again, when you have your number one wide receiver complaining because he was not a part of the game plan. And so that would be the only thing that gives me pause there. Okay. okay. Um, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I was going to ask you Ravens Bengals. We both yep. were giddy when Monken had the press conference. We loved everything he was saying. So now Lamar comes out. He says, I'm rusty. You lose Dobbins. Please go out and make a trade for Taylor. But that's neither here nor there. What do you think of uh, of the Ravens' offense in this particular matchup against Burrow and Cincinnati who look terrible? We were all giddy, but the giddiness subsided last Saturday a little true, bit for me true. personally because yeah. Monken came out and said, maybe this is going to take a little bit of time. It was like the ultimate offensive coordinator hedge right before the game. And so they, they played the Texans 4.5 yards per play, ugly game. Good Texans defense was what it was. But now I think we might see a little bit of time for this to really work because it's an entirely new offensive blocking scheme up front on the O line. And now the Ravens are going forward very likely without Linderbaum as well as Ronnie Stanley. So center and left tackle could very well miss for the Ravens this week. That's just going to slow down development of this offense as a whole. And you think about the play calling changes last week, Lamar just had two designed runs all game. And so it was a very different looking offense. You're talking about the rust. It was certainly on showcase there. The Bengals looked awful against the Cleveland Browns in every way, but that's always a really bad matchup for Cincinnati. So as bad as it was, it was surprising because 2.2 yards per play is not something you expect from Burrow. But I think we see a completely different Bengals team much better matchup for them against a team that they have much more offensive success against within the division. I think Cincinnati three minus 20 
is a side certainly worth playing this weekend. Yeah, and, and look at how the injuries are already mounting up on the Ravens' side specifically. Well, bo- both sides, the offensive line, but also in the secondary. Yeah, Marcus Williams is going to miss, and then you also have Marlon Humphrey. Very mm-hmm. outside shot he plays, but I think he's going to miss two. That's two of the top defensive backfield starters out. Uh, you mentioned the Dobbins stuff, which got priced in pretty quickly. They're looking at Melvin Gordon potentially getting touches. Uh, very messy spot all of a sudden to start the year here for Baltimore. All right. Uh, you can follow Adam on Twitter. He's at Adam Schefter. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Uh, Schefter. What did I say? Hey. Schefter. Adam Schefter. Adam Schernoff. I am Horton. There I am you Horton. go. You don't quite have 10 million followers or whatever he has, but you're getting close. Working on it. Um, so you're very good at detecting like coaches and what, what went wrong in week one and how they want to fix it in week two and how that can apply for player props. You nailed Aaron Jones last year. We'll find out who you like coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Week two, we're back. And who's got you covered on all the action every single week? DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the week two action with DraftKings. Download the app now. Use code FOLLOW to sign up. New customers can bet $5 and take home $200 instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. He is by far and away the number one Adam that I would prefer to talk to every single Friday during the football season. Yeah, well said. Is that fair? There you go. Adam Chernoff, podcast, Simple Handicap. Let's begin with this uh, well, another game here, the Giants and the Cardinals. Uh, I'm, I brought this up earlier. I'm pondering a survivor play or two on the Giants on the road, but I'm a little scared of the injuries on the O-line. Andrew Thomas, we saw what the Cowboys defense did. It was 37 pressures on Sunday night, and you know Gannon's going to have the defense fired up again. They played well against the Commanders. Uh, what do you think about this matchup here? I, I thought the Cardinals were a completely different defense 
under Jonathan Gannon in week one than what we typically see from him. His whole MO during his entire career was playoff, keep everything in front, that bend but don't break style, lots of deep safeties. Against Washington, he was pushing this mentality of how he wants killers mm-hmm. on defense was the wordage that he used. And like, he had guys that were throwing their helmets and headshots, multiple personal fouls. Mm. It was really, really different. But this was a defense that was just hyper-aggressive. They were overplaying on the edges. The linebackers were out of position. The safeties were jumping down. It was really, really different. And it worked against Washington and Sam Howell and forced a rookie into some spots where they had some ugly turnovers, slowed down the offense. I look at Dayball and Kafka and everything that they do pre-snap and how they use motion and they work to get guys open in space as looking at this matchup and just loving the potential of what the Giants offense could do matched up with all of this inexperience in youth within this Cardinals defense. And so the Giants could not have looked worse on Sunday night football. I think they got a really good matchup against this Cardinals defense. A lot of importance here for the Giants to put up a good showing. I think they do. I think Waller over 41 and a half is quite interesting. Um, That hamstring injury is more of a nerve deal than an actual full on in like injury to it. That's going to keep him out. They're just managing his time. And so I think the Giants offense, it it bounces back in a big way. Do the Broncos get anything going? And I mean, you can't start 0-2 with both losses at home here. Washington coming to town. uh, our, Our very own Michael Lombardi thinks Peyton will get the best of Del Rio and he's owned Del Rio going back in his scheme. What are your thoughts on this game? That's a really interesting note. Uh, I have to look numbers there, but that's just hearing that makes a ton of sense. But there's so much importance on the Broncos to get a win here. I think this is this is borderline do or die for Peyton and how this team is shaping up in this locker room and all the issues they had a year ago. Uh, we talked about, Mitch, before the break, you teased teams and kind of giving hints of what they want their identity to be and how that's going to change. Sean Payton, for whatever reason this week, went off about a guy that they have deep on the depth chart, McLaughlin. He's a running back, third string behind Pirine and Williams. And this comes after a couple of weeks where Payton was really talking up Javante Williams. And we think about who Payton is as a head coach in his final few years with the Saints. It was a lot of short passes to guys like Kamara, who was a huge part of that offense. And Williams still isn't 100%. P. Ryan took on an enormous role. But now you have Peyton pushing this third running back coming out of the backfield, who he says needs more time and needs more touches and needs more involvement within the offense. So I think that's a really good indication of where these running backs and sort of where this Broncos offense is going to go. And when you think about Washington and what they do so well with Chase Young returning, it's pressure off of the defensive line. So how do you negate a lot of defensive line pressure? You mix in things like screen plays. You use running backs and wheel routes to get out of the backfield quickly into space to keep the edge rushers um, sort of honest. So I think we see a lot of running backs involved for the Broncos. My only problem is from a prop perspective, you got three guys who Peyton really, really wants to use and is talking up. and so. Keep that in mind as you're going into the weekend. But uh, again, Paul, I'm with you. Broncos minus three and a half uh, is the like I look. All right. A look I like. There we go. There you go. Okay. I think you found something here. And it cashed plus 180 last week. Are you coming back with Richardson anytime touchdown? And your thoughts on Houston and Indy? 100%. I can't believe that it's this high for a second week in a row. I saw plus 180 last night. I just looked before. Uh, it's still hanging there. 
Shane Steichen ran a quarterback in the red zone 44 times a season ago. We mentioned it last week. That was nearly 20 more runs in the red zone than any other quarterback had. We saw the Colts, once they got into the red zone, really favored Anthony Richardson, especially close to the goal line. Now, he got hurt on the final series of the game where they were inside the two-yard line. They didn't get in. And so I think that Mm -hmm. kind of reflects the running back situation and issues this team has, but also how useful he is going to be. And so against this Texans defense, Houston's going to be without their starting two safeties in the defensive backfield. They put a really good D lineman on IR. They have other injuries. 11 guys in total were on the report. So this is a weaker Houston team. But guys, I look at this point spread. Houston's a one and a half point favorite. I'm not putting a lot of stock into their home field with this being a division game. But I think about it. I get the better head coach with Steichen over Ryan's. I get the better play caller with Steichen over Slowick, who Mm -hmm. struggled for Houston. I haven't seen much from C.J. Stroud and Richardson before he got hurt. Looked really, really good. And he's Mm -hmm. coming in 100%. So I'm going to say I get the better quarterback and I get the less injured defense as well within this matchup and I'm getting a point and a half. And so I got to tell you, I don't agree with some of the money that came in yesterday that took this from a pick up to one and a half. Yeah, I'm with so you. I like the Colts here. Same boat, Adam. It's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Adam Chernoff, his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. And also you can uh, download the Right Angle Sports app. He writes a lot of free content up there during the NFL season. You were on the air with us a week ago. You said... Tutu Atwell, you like him with player props. He was very good. So was the rookie, Puka Nakua, who did not participate in practice yesterday. Now, it's a very tough matchup. The 49ers have owned the Rams. How do you want to, are you going to stay away this week, or how are you attacking maybe player props or this game in particular? It's the season of Atwell, so I'm inclined to bet it again, but I'm really, really hesitant. The reason why is, like you mentioned, Puka Nakua, whose name I've butchered 15 times so far this week, uh, he had the oblique issue yesterday at practice. And so he's really in doubt for Sunday. But even if he was in the lineup, the way that the, uh, the Rams were using Atwell against the Seahawks was a lot of motion, a lot of moving him around. And it was mentioned a few times on the broadcast that they have to do it because Atwell is so tiny that if they don't have him going in motion and are using stuff pre-snap, to sort of scheme him open, he just gets jammed at the line and taken out of the game because of his size. And so they were really going out of their way to move him around pre-snap. Got him open a bunch. He played really well off of Nakua. You take Nakua out of that, and all the focus now becomes split between Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. I think the 49ers defense, who is much more physical than the Seattle Seahawks, especially within the secondary, are really going to be able to sort of erase Atwell from the game. And I also think about who's just in the backfield for the 49ers. The Seahawks played that game without their two uh, best defensive backfield options and two of the most physical as well outside of Diggs. And so they were down two key starters, uh, 49ers coming in basically at full health. And so I think it's a much more difficult matchup for the Rams. Atwell's price last week was 29 and a half. It's all the way up to 40 and a half. Don't think I can do it again this week with Atwell, but we'll be right back to it next week. Uh, I think the Niners look pretty good here. All right. Did we miss anything? Is there another player proper two that you like, or do we cover the entire deal? Let's talk about Gibbs uh, for Detroit. He was really popular uh, Thursday night football against the Kansas yep. City Chiefs, and Twitter exploded because it was all Montgomery within that game. Yeah. Ben Johnson came out uh, earlier this week 
said the the offensive game plan and the lack of creativity, the lack of explosiveness was entirely on him. He said that he sort of doubled down on Gibbs. He needs more time. His role is going to expand. He needs more touches. They now face a Seattle Seahawks defensive line that came into the season ranking 30th. And like I said, the Seahawks improve a lot health-wise when you're looking at the defensive secondary. Get a couple key guys back there. Are you thinking about how the, the Lions may attack this Seahawks defense? It's probably going to be Gibbs on the ground. Uh, so he's at 34 and a half. That would be a look I would go over for rushing yards for Gibbs. Very good. Uh, download, subscribe, listen to the podcast. It's called The Simple Handicap. And also he does a lot of uh, great content, uh, writing up a lot of NFL stuff at the Right Angle Sports app as well. Adam, great stuff, man. We love talking to you. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy week two. You too. There you go. Adam Chernoff with a bunch of bets that he likes this weekend. Excellent. And how about Paul Charchian, KFan Radio, Minnesota Fantasy Hall of Famer, checking in before Adam saying, if the Vikings lose Sunday, the door's open for Cousins to leave. There you go. All right. See it happening. Up next, I don't know what this coach was thinking. It's Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 